Okay. There was an email. There was an email. There was an email. I don't think it really depends. I feel like that's probably Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about the most important... Hi, guys. We're going to talk about the... I don't know, most important. A very important... A really important uh, right, story in this week's parasha. It's a story that is, you know, every week, every week right now, right? It's like... Uh, Stories from our childhood, but this one really, uh, really is there. But I want, I want to look at it from a, what we always do, like take a, take a real deep dive. I think a number of years ago, I don't know if I, anybody remembers even, but like a lot, a lot of years ago when we first started this year, I think we talk, spoke about this topic, um, but I wanted to come back to it because it's like, I think there's more to be, to be said as always. So let's, it's, we're talking about the dream, Yaakov's dream. Okay, so let's take a look at source number one. Yaakov leaves Beersheva, running away from his brother, and he heads to Haran. And he arrives at Bamakom. Translate those words. At the place. He arrives at the place, right? 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 I t- someone attended the Ohio State University, right? Right? You've heard, right? You've, yeah, yeah. I know, I hate them also. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Michigan beat. Um, but the, but you've got ba makom, right? You arrive at the place, but the, right, ba makom. It's not be makom, ba makom, at the place. But, so, so that, maybe that tells us something. And he goes to sleep, because the sun went down. He takes from the stones of the area, he puts them by his head, and he goes to sleep. And he goes to, and he, and he has a dream. And he has this dream, and there's a sulam, a ladder, which is starting from the ground, but it goes all the way to Shemayim. And this angel is going up and down. And Hashem is standing over him. And he says, And Hashem, and he tells him the land that you are lying on right now, right? He's Hashem standing over him. So, like, the dream is that he's actually. Sometimes we, a lot of times when we dream, we're like awake and walking around. His dream is actually of being asleep, right? He's like dreaming of himself lying flat on the ground. It sounds like Hashem standing over him. And here's the land that you are sleeping on right now. That is going to be yours and for your children. Basically telling him, you're the next, right? Yaakov, you're the next one. I'm going to be with you. And I'll be with you wherever you go. And I'm going to return you back to this place. Why is he going to tell me he's going to bring him back to this place? Because he's leaving. He's on his way out. Right? He's, run, he's running away. He's leaving. Uh, so I'll, I'll bring you back. I'm not going to abandon you. Until I do for you that which I told you I would do. That's a pretty good promise by Hashem, right? Like, I'm going to be with you the whole way. I'll bring you back. I'm not going to abandon you until I bring you back here, until I do all the things I said I would do. That's a pretty good promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then, Vayikatz Yaakov Mishnaso, and Yaakov wakes up. Vayoman, he says, Achein yesh Hashem makom hazeh, v'anochi lo yadati. Wow, Hashem is in this place, and I didn't know. Vayira, Vayoman, he gets nervous. He's afraid, and he says, Manora makom hazeh, what an amazing, how awesome this place is. This place is the house of Hashem. It is the, not the stairway, but it is the gateway to heaven. Okay? 
and he gets up. What does he do? And he takes that same stone, right? And Chazal noticed that same stone was originally stones, so now it became a stone, and he makes it into a matzeva, and he puts shemen, he puts oil on, a, on that stone. Why does someone put oil on something? Yeah, to anoint it, to make it ready to be used in the service of a Kaddish Baruch Typically, that's oil is used for that purpose. And he calls the place the house of Hashem. Why? Because before it was called Luz. Okay, that's the story. Okay? Um, How is there a city on top of a mountain or wherever he is? Like what? Uh, what, 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 what mountain? You just said mountain. Does it say mountain here? No, that's good. That's good. You said mountain. You do have it in your head. You do have it in your head. What mountain do you think this is? You're right. Ask <laughs> <laughs> You just said, you, that was like a Freudian slip, but in a good way. Right? <coughs> you said, how is there a city on the mountain? What mountain? What mountain do we think this is? Haimoria. Right? We think that's this place. Right? By the way, what does it say? What does it say? Because someone told us. We're going to see it. I told you in a second. But that's why, we, that's why we're doing this, right? Because we have all these, we, you already have all the answers to all my questions in your head already. Right? So we want to see if those answers are all the only answers. Right? And why, why are those the answers? Where do they come from? Right? So let's go one thing at a time. If God, Bamakom, he arrives at the place. What other place is called Hamakom in the Torah sometimes? Vayares Hamakom Merachok. As Yitzchak and Avram are walking to the Akedah, Vayares Hamakom, they see that place from far away. What place is that? Haramoria, the same place where, they, where, where Yitzchak is bound in the Akedah Yitzchak, right? So that's why, again, is that necessarily the same place? I don't know. But that's the language that's used, the same exact language, Vayares Hamakom, Hamakom, the place. The place. We don't know where that is, right? Hamaria. We assume that Hamaria is the Makam Amikdash. No, I'm saying. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, could be like that, like the Dome of the Rock. It's a big discussion. It's like exactly this place, whatever. But like, there's a rock under there, right? Is that the rock where Yitzchak was, was bound up? But on that, somewhere on that, on that mountain, that's what Chazal tells us. It's all, the, it's all that same place. Okay. But we're going to see, we're going to see in a second how Chazal make this the same place. But we'll see in a second. Okay, but so he arrived at that place. Good. And we're going to have to see, what does he mean here? He just like bumps into it. Vayifka makom. Vayifka is the language of, pigia is the language of, like, like, like you just bump into somebody. Right? You just bump into someone. You bump into someone. You, that's a, a pigisha is a meeting. You set a time. But a pigia is you just like, sort of like arrive. Right? In the, the whatever translation I have here. He lighted upon the place. Right? Whatever. All right? Fine. Um, good. Good. I, I don't want to talk too much about the dream, what the dream means, but the, what, what's the message of the dream? What's the message of the dream? It's all good. It's all good. That's, that's, that is one way to say it. That would be a good like, general summary. Yeah, yeah. It's like. all good because what's happening here and how's Yaakov feeling and what's Hashem responding to him? Yaakov's nervous and Hashem's prompting, I'm here with you. When bring back. You'll be okay. All right, clear that Yaakov is afraid. He's worried what's happening to him, right? Um... Yeah, we don't like see here that he's afraid. He only gets afraid. Vayirav, is almost like a, a fear of like a year shemayim, right? That he wakes up in that place. We don't necessarily see that he's afraid, but you could imagine he was afraid. And by what Hashem says to him, it seems clear that he was worried, right? And Hashem is giving us that reassurance. Like, don't worry, you're going to be okay. I'll be with you the whole way. I'm going to hold your hand. I'll take you out. I'll bring you in. And by the way, that's 
right? That's why a lot of the, the imagery of the angels is angels from Eretz Yisrael are leaving and the angels from Chutzlars are coming in and he's like on his way out. Fine. Okay. Um, and that's why I'm the land. We're going to see. That's really the message, right? I'm gonna, I'll guard you wherever you go. Fine. Yaakov wakes up and he says, wow, I didn't realize God was in this place. I had no idea. Why does he have no idea? It's a funny thing to say. God's in this place. I have no idea. I mean, I mean it, may not, it may not be a funny thing to say. Why would someone say that? No, it's very weird. It is very strange. I don't, Why is it? I, don't, I, I mean, God's everywhere. Okay. Signal, okay. He's in Israel. Okay. And what's his, and what's his realization? What's his rec- what's he realizing all of a sudden? Yeah, this place is like sounds like he's saying this place is unique. Right? Like this this place is like the, the, the gateway to heaven. This is the house of Hashem. I had no idea. It sounds like that, right? There's something that he realizes about this place that he didn't know about it. And almost like that he's feels Bad that he went to sleep there, right? Like, you know, he wakes up and he's worried, like, wow, you know, like, wow. Like, I didn't know that this place was so special. Right? Yes? Is that true or not that's true? That's so it's, weird that he didn't yeah. know why. It says he alighted, well, whatever, upon the place. Right. But that's, them tell, that's the Torah telling us the story. So that what? That doesn't what? mean that he was cognizant right. what the place ah, was. So the, yeah. Right, so he bumped into the place. Right. right. right? So you might say he, he had no intention. So if we, know, if we believe that place is a special place... So it sounds like he bumped into that place and like he didn't realize that he was at that place. That there's no like, there wasn't, there was no base of Mikdash in that place then, right? He didn't know, right? He wasn't at the Akedah. That's to say, let's say it's the place of the Akedah. He wasn't, he had never been in that place before. So he wouldn't know. So yeah, so he did, why? Well, I, I, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was in that special place, right? That's a very, very fair explanation. Fine. And then he realizes, wow. And that's why he like sets up a Matseva in that place because he realizes this place is a special place. But if we go back for a second, it's only special to him because he got Navua in that spot. Okay. So that begs us to like question, does that mean that he never had Navua yet? Does that mean he didn't expect to have Navua and that if he was going to have Navua, it would only be in that place? I don't know. What does one have to do with the other? I don't know. Do, this is definitely the first. Ex- it's definitely the first time we have Hashem talking to Yaakov Avinu, right. and he's going to have it a lot of times going forward. It's the first time he has that that we see. Right. So I, you know, can we assume it's the first time? It sounds like it, especially because he says to him, "What does he say?" Vayomer ani Hashem. He's clearly introducing himself, right? So it sounds like this is the first time that he is. And that right. does answer your question. Right. But then that would mean that Yaakov's implying I wouldn't get Navua anywhere else unless I was in this one place. Okay, maybe. Like or he doesn't or he's in a holy place so we got that. And that's what right. I didn't I didn't even like imagine I would get Navua here, but I guess I didn't right. realize that this is really a special place. Right. You could make that argument. Yeah? Okay. Good. So let, let's take a look at Rashi and let's take a look at a Gemara in Hula. Rashi says in Search number three, there's a lot of actually a lot of pieces to Rashi, but I just brought you one of them. And Rashi writes as follows Vaifkabamakom. He arrives at the place. Lo hiskir hakasuv makom. Right, the Torah doesn't tell me what the place is. makom Right, rather it doesn't say what the place is, but it says it is the place. So what place is that? The other place that's called the place. That's that's Rashi. So Rashi says he arrives at that place. Right, and what place is it? That place. Right? And Rashi then goes on to quote this Gemara. And he doesn't quote it in full. So I brought you, instead of quoting you Rashi, I brought you the whole Gemara. It's Gemara Nechul and Aftari Allah from Abbas, which is a Gemara that you will probably find somewhat familiar. 
says the Torah, it says the Gemara's follows. Vayizrach lo Hashemesh, right? Also funny language. The sun went down for him. That's a funny thing to say. Right? Amar Rebbe Kiva. Sha'alti Shem Gamliel. That's Rebbe Yeshua. I asked him Gamliel and Rebbe Yeshua. Be'itliz shal ima om. I asked him in this place. Sha'alchuli kach behemal limishter beno shal Rebbe Gamliel. Ksiv. That was what's going on in the story. But they asked him. What did they ask him? Ksiv vayizrach lo Hashemesh. Is the Shemesh only shining, but really means going down, for Yaakov only? The, the sun doesn't go down for me, right? Even though you say, Mr. Sun, Sun, right? But it doesn't only shine down on me, it shines down on the whole world. No, it was the sun that had come up, up for him, or went down for him, went up for him. What do we, what do we mean? The Pasuk makes no sense. He left uh, Beersheba and he went to Haran. What's the implication? If, someone, if the Pasuk just said, What would you expect to come next? The story of being in Haran. And instead it says, but that place is not Haran. In fact, it's before he gets to Haran, clearly, because he's about to leave, hasn't left Eretz Israel yet, and now he's on his way. That's clear. It's clear he hasn't arrived yet. He's going to arrive later in the story. So the Gemara is bothered that the, that the, that the Pasuk doesn't seem to make any sense, right? That he, he leaves Beersheba by Yelech Haran. Okay, but by the way, what's the simple answer to this question? The simple, like, grammatical, whatever you want to call it, answer to this question? Okay, but even more simply, doesn't mean he arrived in Charan, it means he's heading towards Charan. That's what it means. Right? The simple shot is he's heading towards Charan. Right? But the, but it's still a little funny. And therefore it opens us it opens a little opening for Chazal to do some fun stuff. Okay? And what do they say? And then it says he arrived the place. So what happened in what order? Says the Gemara, he arrived in Charan. Amar, he said to himself, He says, Wait a second, isn't it in this like, place that I was supposed to go to? My father and my grandfather, they both went to that place. When he meets Rivka and he goes out to Davin, to that Mincha, Chazal also say, also Har Maria, by the way. The Sadeh is also Maria. So, like, right, so this is like, Chazal want to make it all the same place. We're going to talk about that, why that's important to them, or, or maybe it's not. But, right, I, 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 is it possible I passed by the Makkum of Mikdash and, and, I, and, I, and I didn't daven? We can say the Makkum of, of Har Morialist, right? So what happened? He had it in mind, and he's like, wait a second, I'm going to go back. Okay? And what happens? The land jumped for him. It, 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 it shifted. Miyad vayifgav makom, right? So immediately, what happens? He gets to the Haran and just kidding, he goes back. Not that he goes back; he wants to go back, and 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 the Yibon Shalom causes the ground to like shift, and all of a sudden he goes like a time time warp, and he ends up back in that makom. 
Okay. He just like, oh, like bam. He oh, yeah. bam. All of a sudden, he's there, right? It, it, fit, it actually fits kind of, again, it's kind of like voodoo, you know, uh, miracles. Not voodoo, but it's miracles, right? But on the other hand, it kind of fits with the language. But if God, all of a sudden, he ends up in that place, right? So, so Hashem says, and now he's here, says Hashem. He's at my place and he's not going to go to sleep. So immediately what happens? Hashem makes the sunset for him. Right? So there's just like Hashem in the morning makes the sun go up for him. Why? Because Hashem made the sunset for him. It was too early. But Hashem made the sunset. Boom. All of a sudden it became nighttime. Why? So that Yaakov would go to sleep and he'd have this dream in that place. You like this one, I can see. You love it. You love it. Okay, but, but, this, but this Gemara is the source for this idea, right? That Vayifka Bamakom is that Makom, that place. This Gemara is another Gemara that says similar thing also. It's Gemara and Brachos like that also. But that this is the source of this idea in Chazal that the place where Yaakov has the dream is this same Makom and Mikdash. And, and part of the way that we get there is that he passed over it and Hashem's like, and he said to himself, I can't believe I missed it. Shoot, I should have gone back there. Hashem says, you want to be there? I'll, I'll bring you there. And he miraculously turns that place into the Makam HaMikdash. Okay? There's other parts of this Gemara that say also that, he, that Hashem folded up the land. So it's all of Eretz in one place. And that's when he's on that land. Hashem says, The land that you are li- lying on will be yours. And that's why Hashem folded the whole thing up. Right, so he, he, he'd be speaking about the whole land all at once. But, but what about all the people who are on the land in other places? Okay, good kasha. But we're talking miracles. But, the, but we're really talking about messaging here, right? That's what we're really talking about. The well, messaging of Hazal. so much simpler? Why couldn't he have just realized he passed by it and decided to go back? It clearly wasn't dark yet. So why didn't he just get to Haran and say, oh, I missed it, and turn around? Why did it have to be a whole... It could be. It could be. But, they, they, but Hazal don't make it that way, right? They, they turn it into, okay. right, he brings him back and makes the sunset on him. Okay. You're right. Why does it have to be? I don't think it, I think it has to be, right? How far is it? From Kharan to the Makam Mikdash? It's not so close. Kharan is, you know, Aram Naraim, whatever. It's like, it's in like Syria, the Syria, area of like Syria. So it's, it's pretty far. It'd be a lot of days journey, presumably, <laughs> to get back. Um, so. Then how would that have been the field where Rivka was? Right. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, Yitzchak was? Wait, didn't he say he went out to the field? Yeah, that's when, that's when Rivka comes back, when Rivka's brought back to him. Yeah, but but let's let's keep that part out for a second. Right? Yeah, but no, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. But no, but that but that's once Rivka comes from Haran back to Eretz Yisrael to meet Yitzchak. So it could be the same place. That's where he brings it back. But but fine. But that's how Chazal want to read this story. Why is that a meaningful thing to have Yaakov Davin and have the dream? But and by the way, besides this Vayifka Makom, the Gemara Brachos learns Aim Pegia El and that when he got to that place, he actually Davin's Marif. It's dark. He davens Marav there. That's where ya- Yaakov Tiken Tfilas Arvis in that place, and then he goes to sleep, and then Hashem talks to him, right? So the the uh, the that's the other thing that happens in this place, right? That Gabari himself says, right? I got to this place where my 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 father's my father and grandfather davened, and I didn't daven there. So he goes back there, and he the language of Pigia according to Chazal is the language of davening. Fine, but why is there value for Chazal in having this whole thing take place at that same place? It might be circular, but if we are saying that it is the future Makoma Mikdash to have had the three avot connection to davening at different points in the day, in that place, it sort of establishes the 
the connection to that place as a place for as a place, connection. right, right, right. Avram wakes up early in the morning to get to that place with Yitzchak, right? We don't know he's actually he doesn't actually daven there per se. Right. He davens somewhere else, but he but he comes to that place and he and he sacrifices. He's willing to sacrifice Yitzchak there. Yitzchak davens mincha there in some way, right? And Yaakov davens Marav there, right? There's a certain like beauty in this place becoming. Our place, right? We say, it's almost like a chazaka three times, right? You have three, right. the three of us all go to the same place. It, it, it increases the value of that place in a certain sense, and it kind of elevates that place, right? And it works nicely. It, that textually actually works out really nicely, right? The place. There's, there's one place that's always called that place. And, and also but, because Yaakov says, how awesome is this place? This is the house oh, of God. I mean, he's declaring this is, you know. Good. So, so he wakes up from the dream, right? And, and it, that works great, yeah. right? Wow. I didn't realize where I was. This is a really special place. And it could be, by the way, forgetting Chazal making him time warp back to the place. Even if you just go with the simple shot. Vayelech Charona. He's on his way. Vayifka Bamakom. He arrives in that place. Right? You don't need, to, you don't need Chazal to, to have him. You know, why do you need him to... To go back so fast is an interesting question. But even without that, same thing. There's something about this place. They're all like pulled to that place. Right? And when they arrive at that place, they, they naturally feel this, you know, this connection. And what happens? Yeah, he says, wow, I, I didn't realize. And I must be. I'm in that special place. And what does he do? He turns it into, he makes him his beach in the same place where his grandfather made him his beach. Right? It's like a certain chain of the Mesorah happening in this place, which is very cool. And it's very, like, very beautiful. And it, and it, and it emphasizes the this, this special nature of that place. So you go back to the, you, know, you go to the Kota and you look up on the, on the, on the Har Moria and that's the same place where Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov all stood and they all davened. It's a very powerful image, right? And it's, by the way, it's believable even within this shot. It's not like some fanciful idea. Okay, the idea of him getting, you know, you know taken back in that fancy way is a little, you know, a little more far-fetched even though it's obviously possible. But even without that, this idea of it being that same place is very, I think, works very nicely. It's very romantic. It, like, it, it feeds a lot of the things that we, we'd like to see in terms of that, like, Misora nature. And, and then why? He's, and then what's so amazing, he says about this place, Wow. And he sets up another Mizbeach there. Perfect. And by the way, when he comes back on his way through, he comes back to the same Mizbeach. And so it's a very, like, 22 years later. It's a very, very cool, fitting, amazing way to take a look at this story. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting because Avram doesn't have a similar reaction when, during Akhidat Yitzchak. Like, he doesn't, like, his wording that he uses, it's not like, oh my God, Hashem's in this place. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, there are Well, why not, though? I know, why not? I guess because he almost sacrificed right, right, his yeah, son. Yeah. He's kind no, of and also, it's not a surprise for him. It's also not a surprise for him. Hashem shows him by Yaris Hamakom. Hashem said, "Go." So the Medrash says there was a there was a cloud there. Three days to prepare. Yeah, he's like walking, and they're looking up to that place, and that's the place where they know they're headed towards. And when he arrives, it's not it's not a surprise because for him, that's that's just that's just where he's supposed to go. But that just makes me curious. Like, why is it that Yaakov doesn't have this that same um, that that same setup? Right. Maybe that's. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe that's better. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's different on right. purpose. Like for right. Avram, he needed that. He, that was his personality type. And like Yaakov needed to. Right. Yaakov has a lot of like stuff in his life. Of like, oh, he needs the angel. And, oh, he forgot the little pot on the other side. Like, there's a lot of like, 
surprises. Surprises. He's lost. Very sheltered. Dina gets raped, and he's like, "Oh my god!" You know, like it's a very. He's shocking. Yeah, he's very sheltered over that. Right? He gets. He gets right. That's a uh, yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. Right. He like his. He gets like he hits spirituality sometimes, and by the way, that's like it's a good. We sometimes prepare ourselves for spirituality, and sometimes we are accosted by spirituality in different moments of our lives, right? I want to show you a very... Di- yeah. Where in the, where in the, I can't find it. Where in the Pasad is it talking about that the sun went down for him? By Yisrach Bo Hashem. Where is that? It's the, the next... It's the next... Uh, no, it's the next day. I think, I think, I think it's the next day. Um, take a look. You have your Tanakh. Take a look in Pasad Chaf. Kaf Ches Chaf. Does it say by Yisrach Lo Hashem? No, okay, we have to find it. Are you but, saying it's, it's not in that moment? It's not before I, think it's, I think it's the next morning. That's the whole point. Uh-huh. It's the same place where he, okay. where the sun had gone down for him, the sun rises up for him, okay. I think. Okay, but I want to show you a totally, totally different shot because there's one piece of this story that is problematic for this to be the Haramoria. Uh-oh. Okay? <laughs> Look at Rashba. It's number four. We love the Rashba. We love the restaurant. We love the restaurant. Check it out. I'm gonna, this, is, this is maybe my favorite. You're going to see. Uh, one of my favorite shots. Okay? Look at the restaurant. Vaifka Bamakom. He arrives at that place. What place? Says Rashbam. And the Rashbam always is, right? Simple shot. Just basic understanding. Ira lo darko Bamakom echad. Chutz me'ir lose. He says, where, where was the place? That place? It was a place. Where was the place? Outside the city of Luz. Why does Rashbam say the city of Luz? Because that's what he said it was. Because the Torah says the name of the place is Luz. Okay, I don't know exactly where Luz is. I don't think it's on the Haramoria. Okay? So Rashbam says, what's the Makom? It's the place that there was near the city of Luz. How do we know? Because the Torah tells me it's called Luz. Look at this Sforno. Because we have a problem. Though. We said Bamakom is the place. It's got to be a specific place, right? So how are you going to deal with that? Look at Sforno. Vayifka Bamakom. Karalo Shigia El Makom. He realized that he arrived at some place. That he had not intended to be at. Vinyan Hamakom. Hu Makom Lalun. Lorachim. What do you mean the place? There were specific places in every town. Lorachim. Most cities had a place to sleep. When you arrive at a city, they said, if you're a visitor, except in Sodom probably, right? When you arrive, there's a specific place to, to take it to go to sleep, right? What did the Malachim say to Lot? Sorry, I'm wrong, even in Sodom. Right? What did they say to, say to Lot? We'll sleep in the street. What do they sleep in the street? Who sleeps in the street? The answer is that everybody slept in the street. They talk about going to sleep in the city. They, they would go to sleep on the street. And what are we talking about? So why does he take stones to his head? They used to leave pillows for people. If you want to go to sleep, they would leave things out. Actually, they would leave stones there to use as a pillow. It was used as a, as a bench or something to lean on. They would leave things out in cities, in places if you were, if you were a guest arriving at night. They would, instead of having like a motel, they would have these little like sidebar places where you could take a nap. Like a campground. Like a campground. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a rest stop. 
Okay? Okay, wait a second. Now, like, this ruins our whole childhood. <laughs> right? Right? But, right? The Rashbam Rash and the Sforno now are, are taking this special place and they've turned it into a restaurant. A truck, a truck stop. The flying, the flying, what's it called? What's that place called? Those, those truck stops? Flying T? The flying, whatever it's called. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Flying J. Flying J? Flying J. He's like, okay, so it's just a regular place. Okay, but then the last Pasuk, it doesn't make any sense that that would... What do you mean? Because why would he then take a stone that was used for people to sleep on and all of a sudden have this coming whatever moment and then decide to... Well, what it. makes a lot of sense now? What it's makes... He happens upon it. So first of all, if God just arrives at some place, some place, okay? Bamakom, I get it now. Sworno, right? Like, it's the place that people would go to. How about his reaction? Right. He didn't expect to find God in a, uh, in a rest stop. Uh, yeah. he says. This is quite a place. I thought this was just Luz. I thought this was some ra- random place. Right? I didn't realize that. Right? That, I could, that, that this random place is a base Okay? That's one way to read it. It does make more sense. Right? For him to be so shocked and not... He's, he's pretty shocked, right? And the shock makes a lot of sense now. But that's like what Lana was asking. Like, why was he so shocked? And like, the answer would be, in this case, because... Why, so what's the answer? Why is he so shocked? Because there's a place he least expected to have a nevuah. place he least expected to speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he speaks to Hashem. Okay, good. So now we have two options here. Either Yaakov bumps into Har Moriah, he didn't realize it was the Har Moriah, and now he wanted to go, and whatever. Bottom line is he gets there in a way he didn't expect to get there. And he says, wow, this is a really special place, right? Wow, wow. He's, and, and now look, it's Shashal, it's beautiful. That's shot number one, according to Rash. According to Rashbam, his grandson, totally different shot. He bumps into the place, which is a random place, a place to take a nap. He stops, he, has, he, he takes a nap, and he has a dream. And he has this fantastic dream. And he says, whoa, what's happening here? I thought this is just a random place. This is like some really special place, Okay. Let me ask you a question. Which one fits better, or do you like better, in terms of the message of the dream? What's the message of the dream supposed to be? What's the message supposed to be? That Hashem will be with him anywhere. Ah. So. So you have two choices now, right? Which way do you vote? Which way do you vote? Ashbam. Ashbam. Yeah. Why? Because it's logical and it makes sense. I don't have to make up a whole convoluted story like Chazal. Okay. Something fixed. Good. So you like it. You, so Jenny, you like it because it, it, it just, it's, 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 it's what? It's rational. It's rational. It's a rational shot. I don't like okay. having to make up things to make things fit. I'd Good. It doesn't have to like shot. fit it perfect just to that perfect place. Right. We don't like, who needs it? Right. We don't need to do that. We can make it just regular. Okay. Good. This is a trap, this question. <laughs> it's not a trap. Okay. Okay. Anyone like the other way better? Yeah? Well, Alana, of course, like that way better. <laughs> yeah, Especially because Jenny said the other way. But that, besides that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Only Right, right. Okay, good. This is saying like we live in Chutzel Aris, and like we should feel like this is not Enoch is not Shara Hashemayim. Fighting words. (laughs) Fighting words. I like it. I like it. No, I like it. I like it. I like it. It's good. It's better what you said and not me. Okay, yeah. But yeah. Like, why would you call it? 
Doesn't make sense. Right, right. So it makes more sense if he has this like extraordinary dream and he realizes this, this, this is the gate of heaven and like, wow, like it makes sense that the, the Harabais. Good. So you're, 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 yeah. like the good news is that you can both be right. We don't have to pass in a But I'll tell you one thing that I love about this, the Rashbam. I love this Rashbam. Because what is the message? Yaakov is leaving Eretz Yisrael. And what's his fear? That he won't that be with Hashem. Hashem won't be with him. Hashem is not going to be with me. I'm not Ishtam Yosheva. I'm not sitting in my father's tent in Beersheva, surrounded by my parents and like, you know, in the, the base Medrash and I'm nervous. I'm going to go out into the world and like, I'm gonzo. Like, what's going to happen to me? Right? I'm going to be thrown to the I'm going to the, He knows he's going to Lovan's house. He knows a little bit about Lovan already, right? So he, he knows where he's headed and he's nervous. So what does Hashem do, according to Rashbam? He gives him the dream and loads. What's Luz? I don't know what Luz is. I don't know where Luz is. No one knows what Luz is. He never knew what Luz was. He'll never see Luz again. He had no idea. And Hashem comes in that place and he says, Hashem says, I'm not going to abandon you. You know how you know? I'm with you at the truck stop. I'm with you in the, in the nowheresville. Right? And, I, and Yaakov wakes up and he says, I don't need to be in our place. I need to be in Har Maria. I can be anywhere. And Akash Baruch will be there with me. Okay? Rabbi Golden, source number six, tells an awesome story, which I told him sure once, but it's an amazing, I love this story. And it fits exactly with this word. And he, he, he quotes this story, like related to this Rosh Mount. And he says like this, a number of years ago, I traveled with members of my congregation to Eastern Europe prior to our annual mission to Israel. Among our experiences was a visit to the Theresienstadt concentration camp, a way station for countless of our brethren on their journey to their final destination. At one particular location in the camp, our guide took us behind the bakery and down some steps to a hidden underground room. Suddenly, we found ourselves to our astonishment in a small synagogue, which had been built by a group of Danish Jews secretly under the very eyes of their Nazi torment, a shul in a concentration camp. We were speechless struck by the courage and devotion of these individuals who at the risk of their lives had continued to worship their creator even at a time when God's very face was hidden from them. As we rocked around the small shore, we noticed that passages from the Torah and liturgy had been painted on the walls in a fashion common to European synagogues at that time. One such passage poignantly read, and in spite of all we have not forgotten, dear Lord, dear Lord, do not forget us. But then as I continued to read, I was suddenly struck completely dumb. For on the wall before me appeared the following passage painted through who knows how many tears. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. I was astounded here in Terajenstadt, the house of God, in the depths of hell, the gate of heaven. I gazed at the words spoken by the patriarch Yaakov in the darkness of the night outside the town of Luz, painstakingly painted centuries later on the walls of a secret synagogue in Terajenstadt. And I felt a fleeting sense of the sanctity which had existed in that room decades earlier. A sanctity created by a courageous group of nameless Jews who understood that even in the darkness of hell, even in the presence of their tormentors, even in the depths of pain and sorrow, holiness could somehow be achieved and God could somehow be found. Their courage and devotion will remain with me forever. To me, that story is this Rashbam. I mean, apparently to Rabbi Golden also. Um, that, that, That message... Of Ein Zekim Beis Lakim Shemayim doesn't have to be the Har Moriah. To me, is like such a powerful, and like this this Rashbam is where I like. I was like, I gotta read more Rashbam. 
you know, because like it, 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 a, it, it explains the, the psukim beautifully, but it also, just because you go, by the way, the romantic te- shot is beautiful also, and it's great, and I love it, and, it, and it's wonderful. And maybe he did, maybe it was the Harmoria. Maybe the Harmoria wasn't the Lewis. I don't, whatever. Who, it doesn't matter. But the, the point is that, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. But like, e- either approach is, is great. But I just, I love this approach because it just, it takes us, you know, out of that. You don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to fit just right. It doesn't have to be just the right place. You know, and that happens to us in our lives sometimes. Like spirituality, we feel right, has to come. You only need miracles. Right. If only Hashem would wink at me every morning, then I would, then I would be, you know, from, and then I would do X and Y and Z. Right? Like if, if, but I've had people say it to me. Right? Doesn't God just like give me a little, a little, show me a little something, God? Right? And I'll, and I'll, and I'll feel more. We know it's not true. First of all, like it's not true in the time of the Torah either in Tanakh. Every time they experience miracles, they then fall on their faces afterwards. It doesn't, it doesn't change people. But, but. But even that sense of like, it's not, about, it's not about that. It's not about perfect. It's not about the perfect place and the perfect time. I'm like, I've only heard the right music in the right place. Like when it, you, know, you go to the hotel ever, right? And you're like, oh, shoot, like it's not there. Like I don't feel it, right? It's like, that's okay. Right? Like it doesn't have to all go just how you expect it to go as the, as the movie. Movies have like really hurt us in like a lot of ways that way, right? They've hurt us in terms of relationships. And what our kids think our relationship is supposed to look like. They've hurt us in terms of what we think even, even what spirituality should look like. Right? What, what moments of meaning should look like. This, they become painted in a certain way. And I think this picture is, like, is, is the perfect one. It's imperfectly perfect. And that's exactly the point. And that's why I like so love this idea. Because I think it just... It's, first of all, it's a great exercise in reading a story. That you read a million times. But it's also a great lesson in how to find spirituality, which is sometimes you're prepared and you travel three days and you get to the place and it's amazing and sometimes you bump into it in some random place. And either one's fine. It's just a matter of how you experience it. You know, no. I love this too. Thank you. you <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you.